It's bullshit. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Oh yeah, Planet Rage episode number 89! 89, and aren't we dedicated? There's Darren with half his face numb after I know. spent hours in the dentist chair. I'm somewhere in Tennessee in a hotel room being held captive by moose. I mean, holy shit. I mean, we're troopers. You know, I tell you, this really. is the first time I've ever tried to do a podcast where half my mouth was numb. Actually, I'm not in Tennessee. I'm in Mississippi. But yeah, you, you, I got to say, for a guy that's half his face is numb, you're articulating very well. I understand every word. Well, that's good. I mean, I was. I think you'd be, sure. be doing a Joey impression for, you know, an hour and a half or something. I mean, the <laughs> last time for the first part, which actually took longer, he was like, well, I'll just give you the the lesser drug which i'm not sure what he gave me today as far as the shots you know the no, whatever it's called now it used to be novocaine i don't know if that's lidocaine yeah. or whatever um yeah. but there's usually he stays away from that stuff because that can do the the heart rhythm thing although i don't Ooh. looking back on it i really don't think that was a trigger for it so mm. and i mean i'm just assuming uh that uh this was the same stuff he used today, although it did seem to be a little more numb. So maybe they just used a little bit more. The The whole procedure today was pretty easy. And I like the fact when you show up early, they just put you right in the chair because it was yeah. a 1030 appointment. And I was probably home about 1115 or so. That's not too bad. No, is the second part. So now I just need to get a permanent crown there and then wait to see uh, the fun of there's that one last tooth. That if I drink anything fairly cold, I feel it. That I'm like, okay, can I wait until January 1st when the insurance uh, kicks uh, back uh, in? Uh, do I want to wait? Uh, or, it's like, okay, do you spend $1,100 of your own money or do you suffer for four and a half months? That's, and there's no easy answer to that one. Well, you call yourself a Catholic boy. You offer, you offer that up for the souls in purgatory, big man. <laughs> You think like I that's will what, take that's the what pain. the nuns told me. <laughs> the pain, the pain. Would Do you remember to... that line? Didn't they use that on you? I don't remember that one. So maybe our nuns really? were less. Uh... Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I had the eighteen nuns. I think yours were not quite so. Uh, and really, girl. I only went to Catholic high school, so anything earlier would have just been oh, oh Sunday okay. school. That ex- yeah, that explains a lot. That explains a lot. Yeah, they used to say no matter what, you know, like when Father Jogues, when the Iroquois. We're sticking uh, thorns in his uh, retinas and and uh, and uh, burning hot coals in his mouth and other orifices. You know, he never even whimpered. He just offered it all up for the souls in purgatory. That's what they would say. I believe it. We never had nuns. I mean, in high school, it was, we had the Christian <laughs> brothers 
And a lot yeah. of people are like, what's a brother? I'm like, we have, you know, a brother? Like, We're it's a, a draft dodger. In my day, it was a guy that wanted to get out of the draft. So he became a brother. Not quite the commitment of priesthood, but still got the job done. Right. It got you where you needed to be. Yeah. Because when I was telling a story the other day, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we had a brother as a teacher. And they're like, he was black. I'm like, no, that's not. <laughs> it's a Christian yeah. brother. I mean, I'm sure there are black Christian brothers. So I guess that would be a no Christian doubt. brother brother. But yeah, there you are. Double yeah, B. I know the. Um, mm-hmm what the what they call them i don't know but we never had that so we never had to deal with the nuns the only time i ever had a nun for a teacher was just in sunday school so we didn't get to have the fun of you know getting slapped with a ruler or any of that kind of stuff yeah well see in my in an early nod to transgenderism um for some reason back then all the nuns had to take dudes names really oh yeah Oh, absolutely. So you would have like Sister Peter Marie, Sister Robert Blake. You know, it was really, it was fucking weird. It really was. That I have never heard of. Oh, yeah. I Look missed it out. It was, yeah, you missed out on a lot. You missed out getting your, you know, you know, knuckles smashed with steel rulers and slapped across the face and smacked around. Yeah, you missed a ton. <laughs> now, for those that miss out on the troll room when we do these shows live, and this is a special Tuesday show, but still, there's Digi Guru. There's Digi. Who asks, what kind of meat do priests eat on Fridays? And his answer is none. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And UN. Yes. yes. I mean, it, it only works in text form, though, Digi. Otherwise, a lot of people will miss. Yeah. yeah the, yes. You have to see that spelling. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is why you have to be in the troll room. Trollroom.io. I mean, I know we didn't do the show yesterday on Monday, but still 25 people shot six fatally over the weekend. That, okay. So the kill ratio is up way up in the, the go zone. Yeah. Because yeah. the week before it was 50 something shot, but only five killed. Right. So half the amount shot, but more killed. So the aim was so better. Marksmanship is up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now I've yes. from just what I've heard. So far, are you you ready have stories about your trip through Mississippi? Is it not going well? Well, I, you know, no, it's going well because I'm still, you know, I'm talking to you um, from this dimension. So that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a two-car convoy. I'm installing one daughter at grad school in Mississippi, the other one in college in, uh, in a week in uh, Tennessee. So uh, two cars. And uh, my older daughter and I were in the, uh, in the wagon. And, um, I, you know, she's, she's always playing with her phone when I'm driving and she just heard me like bellow, holy shit. And, you know, we were on some highway in Tennessee, two lane, by the way, I got to say kudos to to Tennessee. They really maintain the roads very well, very well. Um, so there's a super smooth, bright, sunny day, you know, although there's been a lot of rain and, and, uh, torrential rain, but not at this time. And I'm about, I guess there was a truck and a car in front of me. So it's maybe 100, 200 yards max um, behind this tractor trailer. Suddenly, just, you know, where everybody's cooking along at about 65 or 70. This tractor trailer, this guy dragging a flatbed, just takes a hard right. I'm talking 90 degrees at speed. Whoa. Yeah. And I go, holy shit. And so my kid, of course, snaps her head up from the from the iphone in time to see something and then she suddenly it's like there's an echo in here except it's a few <laughs> octaves higher holy shit <laughs> and this guy he just 
goes hard left, almost into the ditch on the median, but then pulls out and manages it to, to go right again. And at this point now, when he, when he does that hard, hard right, um, half the, almost all the trailer comes is airborne. It's right off the pavement. And I think that thing's going to, cause I'm pretty sure that trailer, that flatbed is heavier than a tractor. I'm pretty sure. Not, not there's truckers who, who would know, but I would imagine if it's, it's close. And I thought it, that's now it's, the tail will wag that dog and the whole goddamn thing's going to flip. And uh, everybody of course throws out the anchor and slows down watching this. So it looked like a Hollywood stunt. And then he manages to, to ag- actually cut hard left again. And this time he goes nose into the ditch. The thing jackknifes completely. And only there's a little, just a needle threading to get passed around it on the shoulder. He's take he's, he's the, the cab and the tractor is in the ditch on the grassy median. And the, the flatbed is right across both lanes and partially into the, uh, into the shoulder. And I thought, thank God I'm here. I just got this, not that close, but close enough that I can snake around this before the emergency crews arrive and right. really slow me down, you know? So it was weird. Yeah. So I'm very, and then the day before that, um, let's see, were we in Tennessee or, um, I don't know where the hell we were the day before. might've been Virginia. Um, there was a shit show also on a, on a major road and we got there just in time to see the crew, you know, pull a sheet over the corpse on the median. Oh, and this guy, yeah, and this guy apparently looked like he'd been trying to cross the road because he was just in the middle of the road. There was, you know, back up forever. And I guess somebody must just have nailed him and away he went flying, you know. Very, very, so it's been weird. It's been a weird trip. And then torrential rains. I'm talking about pull over and stop for 20 minutes until you can see, actually see out the windshield. I mean, incredibly hard rain. So, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to drive in that. No, 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 no. I do remember a trip where we were driving at this point, the wife was driving and uh, my buddy Jeff and I were in the car, a rental car driving down to Nashville. And it was kind of raining like that. And there was a semi, a car carrying semi in front of us. Mm -hmm. And the wife decided the best way to see would be to drive about, you know, 30, 40 feet behind the semi at like 70 miles an hour. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't even want to look. Yeah. Do not want to no. look. That is not safe. No, 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 no. Get the Jane Mansfield effect that way. Uh-huh. No good. Yeah. I mean, it'll, I mean it's a rental car, but I mean, you'll still die. So there's. You'll still die. You'll still be beheaded, you know. Cause <laughs> right. <laughs> those trailers are ju- just at about <laughs> neck height. So <laughs> you got to be. Cars. Yeah. You got to be careful with those things. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Tractor weights about 20 to 25,000, sometimes lighter, but a trailer is about, or that's the tractor and the trailer weighs about 10,000 flatbeds, about 15,000. See, net Ned knows everything. He knows these things. Okay. All right. And, uh, it's pretty, pretty freaky. One of the yeah, big news stories, but big thank yous to everybody in the, uh, at no agenda social who were very glad that I, uh, I wasn't, uh, a part of that. Just a, yes, just an observer. And uh, wish me well and safe travels and and uh, thank you so much. And one gentleman uh, had a close call himself and actually had even better pictures. He said he 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 was uh, almost clipped by an airborne F one fifty that Whoa. did connect with, with yeah airborne <laughs> cross airborne cross the median like something out of Smokey and the Bandit and uh, and conked into another car and it all happened in front of him and he miraculously was untouched. So hats off to you. That is not something you would normally expect to see coming at you as an airborne. No, no, no. 
I mean, the word, I mean, it wasn't even that bad. People were just shook up. There was nobody that was injured, yeah. but I saw a semi cut across a couple of lanes and clip a woman with her two kids in the car going down the expressway, which then the car just spun across all three lanes of traffic and came to a stop. And a couple of us, you know, stopped, got out, went to check on her. And I mean, when you want to say white as a ghost, that is uh, yeah. like, yeah, can you, is the car okay? You might want to get it to the side of the road. This was on the beautiful Stevenson Expressway. Where's that? Coming out of Chicago. So coming off okay. of uh, Chicago, going gotcha. to the, like the Southern suburbs. Gotcha. But that is, you never know. You got to be careful. Yeah. I mean, you got to be like, uh, you have to have a fisheye view uh, on both sides of your head because you just never know where it's coming from. No, and you have to assume that anybody around you at any time, like you said, the guy driving in front of you was like crying. Everything's good. He's just driving. And then all of a sudden, boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether something broke, whether you had a tire all of a sudden go flat. I mean, these things, Mm -hmm. they don't just happen in the NASCAR races. By the speaking of NASCAR, are you boycotting them? And no, if but not, I, why not? I have that story. I mean, again, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah. Because this is a story. And we early on in Planet Rage, we we're like, we don't want to talk about the racial stuff because there's no win to it. There's no win. There's no win. But this one, I mean, th- I think it begs at least to ask the question when are we going to get beyond. Some of that, because this was a the story. If anybody hasn't heard it, they're probably living under a rock. But there's a NASCAR driver, rookie driver, of course, a young guy, 25. I think he is named Noah Gregson. Right. Was on Instagram and liked a meme that was George Floyd's head on a crab with the words under the knee, under the knee on it. Mm -hmm. And by liking that. That is probably going to ruin his career. Looks like it's over. Yeah. And there are a lot of people questioning this because other drivers have done worse and gotten sensitivity training, anger, you know, anger management, these kind of things. And the interesting thing to me is it automatically goes to race it's like why is this race you're making fun of somebody yes but why does it have to be about race so can no black people make fun of white people can no white people make fun of black people because if you do it's automatically racist i don't get it yes um well you know i mean you gotta look at uh woody allen's great quote which is tragedy plus time equals comedy yes okay and that's that's pretty much an, an immutable law right um, you got to look at Mel Brooks, who became uh, a Jewish guy who became very rich and famous, right? Uh, making making a joke out of Hitler and all that he did, you know, in this movie, The Producers, which went on to become a hit Broadway show. I mean, my God, um, you know, it's just people are going to laugh at tragedy, no matter who it is. They're going to do that. Well, yeah, they make. I mean, the space shuttle. I mean, it took a few years, and all of a sudden, that was fair game. Yeah, that was fair game, exactly. I mean, I can remember when John Denver um was beheaded beheaded himself and he crashed his private airplane and within a week you know the, the, those jokes are fly, flying flying well, better okay. than he did so that's what, <laughs> whoa you know nice i see why twitter <laughs> keeps on canceling you <laughs> what i do uh, right the uh i now it flies better than he that's great yeah 
But so now if a black person or a Asian person, anybody likes that meme about a white guy dying, then they must be racist too, right? I guess. I, if, well, if you subscribe to the NASCAR theory of things, they are. Right, right because you just can't make fun of somebody for what they are. I made yes. fun of Barack Obama a lot. It wasn't because he was black. It was because no. his policies suck. Yes. Kamala Harris, people are not making fun of her because she's black. They're making fun of her because she's a buffoon. Yes. But this is where this is a really big problem that this is exactly where people go first where things that have nothing to do with race are being called into this and it's like you know otherwise liking a meme really this is going to be enough it's like somebody died tragically was it in bad taste maybe but a lot of dark humor has gone on over the years of course of course and are we going to, is that now going to be illegal? Is that going to be, this is the problem with woke, which, you know, on the other side of the sports world from NASCAR, women's soccer. And I couldn't be happier that the United States team lost. Mm-hmm. And they're calling it. Cause I guess it came down to, and I'm guessing this is similar to hockey to where if it's a tie game, they come down to doing like the penalty shot type thing. So each team gets so many and then, that's how they determine a winner. And Megan Rapinoe missing her shot is being referred to as the woke choke, which is <laughs> like that's no, genius. I, now see, I've I've never heard I've heard several people I've seen clips about this, um, very brief ones, and many people say her name is Rapino. Maybe but when I read her name, I see Rapino, which is correct. I mean, not that I really care, I'm just curious i've heard both and i've heard okay. I, the like sportscasters say rapino so i think that's right. that's, that's that i care right. it's just so people yeah. know what you're talking about you know the freaky looking chick with the weird hair so if i like you know me don't give a shit about sports or most sports um so if i take it correctly the her team got their asses kicked by the swedish team and the Americans cheered for the swedish team because they hate megan so much is that right maybe i mean i don't know whether that's what i read that I could believe, and I'm guessing the Swedish team was hotter too, because th- I remember the Good Swedish guess. bikini team, and they were pretty. I hot. remember that too. <laughs> Back when beer was beer, yes. Uh-huh. So were the commercials, yes. Yeah, that was when things were a little bit more fun. But the NASCAR oh, thing, I just don't get. I do not understand when you're going to get down to having that kind of granular. Yes, it's that. Yes. It's now it's that micromanagement. You don't like you like something we don't approve of. You're fired. Yeah, really. And I get it. I mean, the team has the ability to do that. And if the team and the sponsor, they're like, well, wait, this is against what our image is. And when you're when you're in a sport like that, where it is tied to products, you're relying upon people to come in and sponsor your car. So if Mm -hmm. whoever's on the car is like, well, wait, we don't like that then i get that part i don't get nascar as a whole organization saying well no we're going to suspend you indefinitely yeah and it's like because he liked i mean again it's very easy i can't even tell you how many times i stopped using and trying to even click around on instagram because one i got really big fingers and i got really bad eyes (laughs) and there's been a bunch of times that i've accidentally liked a photo on instagram Mm -hmm. sure and it's like well 
how do you know this was intentional? How do you know mm-hmm. and what you're reading into it? And because he thought it was a funny joke, it's like, well, that automatically makes him racist. I don't, it just doesn't make sense. And we have to start being able to separate people from the color of their skin because the other way around is not working for anybody. And it's not to say there aren't racist people out there. Sure. There are. But I think what's, what's really, what's beyond this transcends a racial issue. This is about thought control. That's what it is. It really is. And I did a show about this, uh, I don't know, two, three months ago, um, with Uber when I was, uh, back in the region, uh, showing my kids around these schools and uh, I was, I had to take a couple of Ubers and the first day was fine. Then the next day I get a, I get a, an email from Uber telling me, if you want to use our service again, you must take our pledge and you know, raise your right hand and, and repeat after me. And it's like all this shit, fuck you. You know, I just, I just went right off on Uber. I deleted their app from my phone. Uh, people tell me Lyft is just as bad, um, but how dare they? I mean, who the fuck, how dare you? How right. dare you send me a message and tell me I have to do this if I if I want to use your fucking service? Unbelievable. Well, and part Fuck. of that was me, it's oh, all stop. about talking Fuck to you, the bro. driver. It's hilarious. I didn't even talk to the driver. I didn't, you know, <laughs> said very just hi, how you doing? Nice day. How's the weather been? You know, it's kind of warm today. Boom, that's it. So I, I, there was there was no. I don't think it was any driver complaining about anything I did. I just sat there like a like you know pretty much silent but it's just uber saying oh now that now that you've tried this once let me tell you what 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 the uh what my what our terms are for you using is for you giving us money fuck uber well you were just out there looking like a straight old white guy and that can't be <laughs> that can't be good for anybody well how would uber even know that did they take do they take pictures of you and you probably their shitty kia cars or something Ooh, i wouldn't <laughs> doubt that i would not doubt that there's part of that might be and yeah. you're on a list yeah. Maybe they found your yeah. your Twitter account and they're like, oh, that's probably it. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't have no. No. Yeah. And this is where I mean, this is where things are going. That was one of the other big stories of the social media being used. And this was something that no agenda was on early with the Chinese social scores. Oh, yeah. And there was a politician out saying this is coming here soon that they're going to be looking at your social media to see oh, yeah. whether or not you deserve a bank account. Mm-hmm. Here we are. And if you don't have a bank account, you know, it's kind of hard to make money. It's kind of hard to live day to day. Yeah. Without having one. Yeah. So while NASCAR still isn't as bad as other sports, I mean, I still appreciate the fact. And I don't even understand how they haven't been totally canceled by the left, but maybe they're working on it because NASCAR before all of their races and I will give credit to Fox sports one and NBC and USA and everybody that covers these, although it would be very hard to cut out because of where it is, but they still pray before every race. You're kidding me. No. There they have what prayers do they say? What prayers do they say? Well, they have as somebody come out, it's different at every race depending who it is, but they do have chaplains from the motor sports outreach because they have a traveling, you know, show. This is all these people go town to town and they do have church services. So sometimes it's them, sometimes it's somebody else that just comes in, but just says not a it's you know, it's not a set prayer. We're not doing a Hail Mary or anything. But they come out and say, you know, hey. 
bless these drivers, watch over them and the crews for a safe race, all this, you know, in Jesus's name. And they mentioned uh, JC. Yeah. Usually and everybody says amen. And the whole crowd seems to, I mean, nobody that I've ever heard tries to disrupt this. That can't continue. You know, they're going to stop that. They have to. You certainly would think so. I mean, you'd be like, wait, the wait. No. What about separation of church and state? It's like, well, no, that's not, uh, <laughs> that's not a uh, part of this. Cause this is still a, you know, a little bit of a different sport, which again, I appreciated for that. This kind of stuff. There's no question. There's a little wokeness coming in to NASCAR. And I understand they're under a different microscope because they're another, they're a weird sport in the fact that. If you go to baseball, you can complain that there's not a lot of African-Americans that play, but there's still a decent percentage. I mean, you go to the NBA, there's a lot. The NHL, there's very few and NASCAR, very, very few. And so they're the spotlight is on them as a sport that is seen as being a more of a redneck kind of a sport. Mm-hmm. So I get that they're extra specially wanting to get in front of everything but yeah making everything about race just like bubble wallace like i think bubble wallace is kind of a uh of a dick but it's not because he's black it's just because he's kind of a dick <laughs> and there are other drivers coming up there's a kid uh there were now i'm forgetting his name maybe roger carew there's a few that are coming up and it's like well they seem like really cool guys but it's like everybody wants to point to well you don't like bubba it's like you're racist it's like no he just he's a dick i mean his car owner is michael jordan i really like michael jordan so how do you separate those two things out i don't know i don't know it's like it's the knee-jerk reaction and when it comes down to it's not even like well i crafted this post and i posted this up and this is why i'm being suspended it's like no i liked something on Instagram and what I want to know, you can never track these things down to find out who was the first person that put this together. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I think this is all very interesting. If that under the knee thing, it really wouldn't surprise me if that meme was tracked back to something like black lives matter, because you can put something like that out there and then you can point to everybody and be like, they're all racist for using this. So it's a, you mean it's like a, a honeypot meme? Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't I, I like to go down those rabbit holes and be like, well, where did this come from? Everybody want to be like, well, this is some racist person that did it, but how do you know which kind of racist person it might be? Might the, be. The kind that are trying to generate more dissent. Could be. Which is all we're seeing. Donald Trump is a 77. Bill O'Reilly went through the thing. He's been now on 77 felony counts is what they're charging him with. Wait, but that's his age or his counts? The accounts of uh, felonies, 77 okay. different felonies they're trying to get him on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so tell me this isn't political, right? But the, uh, yeah. but the Joe uh, Biden crime family, no, don't look at them. Joey. Don't look at them. But yeah, the NASCAR uh. thing is going to be interesting to watch. It's, A lot of people are also pointing to the fact where this is a rookie driver in NASCAR's highest level, and he wasn't exactly having a great season. So it's kind of like the team, this has given you an exit if you want to get rid of the guy quick. Oh, 
So you think that's it? There, you you have to go down every one of these and be like, well, yeah. let's see. Are yeah. you just are you trying to save some money? Are you trying to get out of a bad deal? Mm-hmm. But sports is definitely turning in a very bad direction. Everything is, Darren. Well, that's true. Yes, it's not just sports. <laughs> it's obviously the entertainment industry, the lack of news, and I maybe it was the anniversary of his death because. Um, Bill O'Reilly had a thing on Peter Jennings, who he worked with for a while and passed away. I didn't realize he passed away. I didn't remember he passed away at like 60 from lung cancer. Yeah, it was a weird, weird thing because he had quit for many, many years. And then he decided to start smoking again after 9-11. And then it just like triggered uh, whatever was cooking in him. And he was very quickly dead from lung cancer. It was weird. Yeah, But he was one of the few that was out there and was. You know, the honest journalist, the one that didn't matter what your political bias was, would try to get the right story, would try to get the truth. And nobody cares about the truth now. No. And Peter Jennings, it's, the odd thing is the guy had a long and storied and sterling career as a you know, network uh, anchor. But probably his, <laughs> his most famous moment in all those years was when he got punked. By Baba Bowie of Howard Stern, or some uh, rather some Howard Stern listener, right? Faked him out with a prank phone call with the OJ situation, which was really funny. If you recall that, it was gut bustingly funny. <laughs> and it was again. I don't think he, it was. He didn't take it too seriously, which is the right way to do it. Yeah, he didn't come unglued. You know, it's okay. I get faked out. It happens. Well, yeah, a lot of a lot of people do. Sure, but he was. Yeah. Uh, Bill O'Reilly's credited him. He's like, if it was not for Peter Jennings, I would not be sitting before you today doing this show. So he very high really, praise why, that uh, Jennings. That? What, what did Jennings do for uh, O'Reilly? He said O'Reilly said that Jennings didn't like to do. There was like a little uh, preview of what was coming up that night that had to, that was done live, like right before General Hospital. So this was the early, you know, the afternoon part of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And O'Reilly said, I didn't mind doing it. So okay. rather than Jennings doing it, I was always sitting in for him. And he's like, Jennings, for whatever reason, liked his liked his style because he was basically his guardian angel with ABC for a couple of years where he made sure that they didn't screw him around. Nice. Which is nice to hear. Yeah. Because as O'Reilly points out, he, he can be a bit of a... Uh, a maverick, I guess, is the nice word, or bloviator, uh, sticky wicket. Uh huh. <laughs> Does not like to go along with what they tell you. Yeah, which is what we need more of. We sure do. What we—that's why we're here. Exactly. That's why yeah. we're here. From hotel rooms in in Mississippi and and straight yes. out of the entodontist chair. Yes. It, it's, yes. I'm actually starting to be able to feel my lip now. So that's a well. That's good. <laughs> that is. Well, we'll be. be before you get into any actual, you know, audio clips, speaking about uh, not saying what they want you to say, did you see this story about, about this Neo guy? What what he said, his, uh, his, his thing? No. No? Okay, because I don't have an audio clip, but it's, this, is, <laughs> this is worth reading, okay? Over the weekend, Neo appeared in an interview with Gloria Veles for Vlad TV in which they criticized parents for allowing their children to have a say in their own gender identity from a young age. Shortly after, 
The musician issued a statement, quote, After much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity, unquote. Shortly thereafter, Neo decided to walk back his apology saying, This shit is getting out of hand. I will not be bullied into apologizing for having an opinion. <laughs> yes, you so, will. Big, big, big applause for Neo. Well, he, you know, he said, hey, fuck it. You know, whoever this, I don't know this guy, but I'm liking this guy for walking that back. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, really, for most people, they're like, hey, if we're going to cancel you, most people are cancelable. There's not a lot of people at this point. Yeah. That are above cancellation. True. And it's a world that will never accept enough as enough. I thought it no. was really interesting. Did you see the story about Taylor Swift giving out all of the bonuses to the people that worked on her tour? No, it was amounted up to about $55 million. Wow. I want to work for Taylor. Uh-huh, that's, uh, I bet you a lot of people are thinking that right now as she moves yeah. the tour down into South America and beyond, but the truck drivers, yeah. And we talked about the fact that there were like 90 yes. trucks going from town to town. I guess mm-hmm. there were, I think it was 50 was the number. If I remember right, full-time truck drivers that did the whole run of shows, mm-hmm. they got a hundred thousand dollars bonus. Every one of them. Wow. Nice. I'm like that's, that's crazy. I mean, <clears throat> and some people were complaining like, Oh, but she makes a lot more money. She has, she can oh, afford it. Christ. You're kidding. Is that no, oh, man. The guy that runs the trucking company was like, we do a lot of these kind of tours. Taylor has always been generous and nobody else has ever come close. Yeah. Pfeiffer says Taylor Swift, the face of global warming. Yeah. She employs a lot of trucks <laughs> going from town to town to town. Like and, Rivians in the fleet, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. And I mean, the other nice thing was her father was the one that went around and handed out the bonuses personally to everybody and every one of them had a note personal note from taylor to them so i mean it was a night i mean it's a, it's a way that ceos should maybe look at how you should treat the people working for you if yeah it's classy you want to keep people happy mm-hmm. but it was hilarious that some people were like well she can afford it she could have given more it's like these were hundred thousand dollar bonuses yeah but she is making good money the the estimate i saw on uh Business Insider, Wall Street Journal, one of those was that every night her tour is profiting, bringing in somewhere between eight or maybe, well, yeah, I think it was eight to 12 million. And she takes in 40 to 60% of that. So, you know, about four to five million bucks a night clearing it. A night. Holy shit. I know. That's a hell of a gig. That really is. It's like, and you look at what it's doing for the economy, but uh, it's an interesting case because she's been around for so many years now. And most pop artists, you get five years if you're lucky, 10 years if you're really lucky. Getting over that is is an interesting case. It is. And how long has she been uh, as big as she is, Darren? Well, she broke when she was 16, but probably didn't get really big. It's probably been about 12 years where she's been like super, 
you know, wow. to, to the top of the charts. I saw the other day, Paul Stanley took his daughters to the show and was wearing a Taylor Swift t-shirt. It's like, that is just so weird to see. That's classic. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, that's, it just shows you. It's like, okay. And Maybe she'll ha- wear a kiss t-shirt. Wouldn't that be cool? Should <laughs> cover some kiss songs, go back, you know, yeah. do whatever you want, do the rock and roll thing, which is cool that she's released different types of music from country to pop and, I've said that all along that the artists that will have that kind of staying power are the ones like Ray Charles, who did every type of music imaginable just because it's like, well, I can, I've made it. So if I want to make a country album, I can, if I want to make a jazz album, I can, if I want to do R and B, I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Once you get to that level, you can do that. And it's a beautiful thing. If you have the versatility, which they do. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't let anybody tell you not to do it. Right. I wonder what if, if, if Taylor Swift said something wrong, I wonder how the, how the cancel culture would try to work around that one. That's a damn good question. Uh-huh. I bet there's people out there just waiting to hear those words so they can step on her. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're not doing enough. You can always do more. Yeah. Like got to be $150,000 bonuses for those truckers. Right. How dare she make money? How dare she be? And that's why I'm like, I've been saying this for a long time. The capitalism thing is going to have her turn back towards the right politically at some point. Well, see, I don't know. You know, I'm not a Taylor fan. It's not that I dislike her. It's just not some, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan. But I don't, what is, what has she, what uh, leftist uh, policies has she uh, espoused that make you say that? I, I have no idea. Well, she's backed like the woman in uh, Tennessee. The There were a few, she doesn't, you know, obviously not a Trump fan, but she doesn't really talk politics. So besides backing some liberals, it's, uh, you know, that's about it. Which again, you're smart if you do that. Avoid that. Yeah. Nobody wants to know. I mean, Springsteen, it was, let's see, uh, 38 years ago tomorrow, I think was the first time I saw Bruce Springsteen here in Chicago. Wow. And it was nothing about, okay. I mean, I can't say it was nothing about politics, you know, but it was the born in the USA tour. And that was a little bit of a critical song of the country. And he wasn't happy that Ronald Reagan used it for his, uh, you know, promotional stuff, which it's funny when you think about it, cause it's like, well, y'all did just miss the meaning behind that song. You just heard more in the USA and you're like, Oh, well that's a nice hook. Yeah. But the song was not pro. It was, Hey, there, there were a lot of problems with the guys going to war and all of that. Right. But he, Bruce didn't come out and talk politics like he's doing now. You know, the music yeah. was, you know, let it, you know, let the music speak to it. Don't be preaching to people. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the the better way to go about it. And as far as I know, Taylor doesn't really talk politics because okay. I think he would bore the hell out of everybody. That's uh, so it's kind of oblique her references to uh, these things. You have to sort of draw an inference from what she's saying. She's not coming out and saying I hate Trump or go Joey or whatever. No, not on. As far as I know, not while doing the uh, you know the concerts or anything. Okay, gotcha. Because again, you might have half the audience go, "Well, I'm not gonna sit here for that." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's always been, if not career suicide, it'll certainly put a serious dent in it. You know, when people do that, you know, and people don't want it. I don't think so. I mean, when I go to a show, I don't want to, I don't give a shit who they're voting for. I don't, I just, 
stick to the music. You know, yeah. so. you want to fill the stadium and take home your paycheck, which is really big. <laughs> why would you want to, why would you want to be like, no, 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 I don't want you to, to come in. Yeah. But it is an insane world. The first clip I got was oh. uh, Rudy Giuliani. Now his uh, quote, his part of this is from Newsmax, but then what you're going to get is CNN had on a DC cop who was commenting and of course um bending the truth a little bit you don't get to violate people's first amendment rights smith no matter who the hell you are or no matter how sick you are with trump derangement syndrome and this isn't the first time you've acted like an unethical lawyer it should be the last now one thing i thought was interesting and one Rudy brought the brought the anger. I like that. Yeah, I've heard people using now Trump derangement syndrome from the left. The left is trying to take that over as well, using that for people who like Trump, which I think is hilarious. Oh, so this is their uh, this is like dark Brandon, so right? Trying to flip it. And, yeah, okay. They're like, well, of course, they, they, these Republicans have Trump derangement syndrome. It's like. Oh, it is interesting that uh, trying to use the same terminology. But now this is a D.C. cop who's going to give his opinion. And of course, CNN, they don't fact check anything here. I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I don't think the First Amendment covers, you know, inviting tens of thousands of people to D.C. to be your foot soldiers. Now, do you remember Trump? inviting people to be foot soldiers does anybody remember this because no, i, missed, I no, missed that no and i'm very familiar with this clip i posted it on my twitter feed which is seen by about three people because <laughs> <laughs> don't follow you know, to that larry show yeah um and yeah and i saw this and it was and this guy is he's number one he's a whiner and what i did was i posted the clip along with a still right a screenshot of it and there was a, on that screen were three people scabby face jack smith which i labeled punk commie lawyer um that cop and i labeled him crushed cop and then a newsreader a leftist newsreader who was the chick who was hosting this thing tisk tisking tisk tisking away right because at the bottom the chiron said crushed police officer talks about it and my caption was hey for a dude that got crushed he's he looking pretty healthy isn't he (laughs) so right there they said crushed i mean crushed means to me you know you're squashed like a bug you're flattened here's this guy sitting there mouthing off telling lie after lie and whining he didn't he didn't look crushed to me somebody pushed him must have pushed him a little bit on january 6th exactly and that's traumatizing as we know and then telling him you have to fight 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 for your country knowing that they're armed, sending them to the Capitol. Stop, stop, lie, lie, <laughs> lie, 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 lie. No one was armed. Not one gun was found on those people. Not one. So saying that Trump should have known they were armed. Well, one, how would you know? Let's just even right. say some people did, which you're right. Nobody was found to be armed. But let's just say that even if some were, how would Trump know that they were how armed? How would he know that? How would he know that? And if you're going to sit there and tell politicians that they cannot use the language, and I quote, fight, 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 that all politicians are probably going to be in jail. That's right. You better start building some really big jail cells mm-hmm. because that's the kind of rhetoric. Again, well, what, what should you say then? 
know, let's fight for what's right. It's like, that doesn't necessarily mean physically fight. Mm -hmm. It means let's challenge those who are lying and let's get justice to prevail by using the legal system. Of course. And of course he took that clip out that, that statement out of context because immediately following that, what Trump said was, and let's peacefully, peacefully make our, you know, our grievances known. And he used the word peacefully more than once. Yeah. Well, you know what he really meant by peacefully was let's go into the Capitol and do what they did. Yeah. And knowing what they are capable of, what's on their minds and in their hearts, that's that's an insurrection that's not protected by the First Amendment. But it is. (laughs) What's what's with the the laugh, dude? This is so serious. The guy is such a repulsive, may I say, pussy. And, you know, it's like. Where are I'm sure that he is not the majority of those Capitol police. Where are the other guys to stand up and say, hey, this asshole is a whining bitch and call him out because that's what he is. Well, they won't let those guys on. uh, I guess. No. They're like, we have to know. Okay, how are you going to what are you going to say? Oh, no. You're going to come in and yell blast Trump. That's great. When it's like, well, he knows yeah, what's course. in their hearts. It's like he knows he what knows they were going to do. Yeah. Unbelievable. So now everybody has to be mind readers, because if you say something, well, that you know what that's going to what you know, what they're going to hear from that. It's like, well, that's mm-hmm. so somebody coming out as Trump did and very specifically saying, let's go and and protest peacefully at the steps of the Capitol, which is perfectly legal been going on for a long time uh-huh but what he really was saying obviously was go to the capitol commit violence with the guns and the uh the armaments that we know you have <laughs> i mean it doesn't make any sense but the uh, trump derangement says the uh syndrome is strong yeah and this is a clip and this again this is why I have to avoid like all this because then there's a lot of people that I would otherwise enjoy their music or comedy or whatever that it's hard to get around because this is Jim Gaffigan who always seems like a oh, him. yeah he always yeah. seems like an okay guy I mean his comedy's good it's like I didn't know he was another uh, political nut job though is this him with Rogan yeah yeah good clip or well I think look you know uh, uh, Joe Biden's relationship with his son or, uh, you know, who obviously struggles with addiction. I mean, look, half of our friends struggle with addiction. It's like, you know, he's a compassionate father. Is there some of that like um, some, you know, uh, let's make some money with uh, our influence uh, after after we left office or or even when we were senator or stuff like that? Is there some of that? Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of that. But compared to Trump? So it's like, okay, well, yeah, well, sure, they were peddling influence. But, you know, the the guy's high. So, I mean, what do you expect? You always got to cut a rich junkie some slack. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, you know, all of our friends, they have have addiction problems. So we're all junkies. Yeah. It's like it makes zero sense to where you will actually sit there. And if you don't see that as the epitome of the trump derangement syndrome that this guy will sit there and say well was there any of this where they were making money from foreign entities and peddling their influence well yeah sure but look at what trump did 
It's like, well, he what did Trump do? Uh huh. He crushed. He crushed a cop. Uh huh. <laughs> like, what did Trump do? Well, there's 77 <laughs> felony counts. I don't think they'll get him on any one of them. But you know, compared to like Jared getting a two billion dollar contract, compared to like, um, yeah, he's got so many things coming right off of his top yeah. of his head there what is the, the two billion dollar contract with jared kushner i've never I've heard of anything about, never heard of that what is that i don't know i guess i should have done homework on this but i, I i've never so. heard of what this was like a contract yeah. from who yeah and i've and again if there was any kind of impropriety on this whatsoever you don't think the left would have been putting trump and uh under the hairs for this one too i think we'd know all about that there was a scintilla of truth to it but that's all you need to be Jim Gaffigan, I guess. I guess so. White Mike says the Saudis do what, what, what he did a billion billions with the Saudis. But what kind of deal was uh, what kind of deal was that? I mean, the Saudis are buying everything, including the PGA. So, I mean, <laughs> they've got the cash. I mean, what are you supposed to not take the cash? But I didn't know. It's like and even if his, his kid did or Kushner did at. Uh, well, how does this have a trail to trump i don't think it does but let them continue here you know like even the documents like the the documents that like biden had or or uh pence had uh versus like trump literally showing the documents some of them being of i think we're gonna find out uh, being really inconsequential i'm not saying now here's the funny thing one, he can't speak. It really is like, um, like, um, like, um, like, um. For somebody that's a professional stand-up comedian who you would think would mm. be able to use his words. But, oh, I think there's, we're going to find out that some of these documents. Now, he says inconsequential. He doesn't say that these are going to be consequential documents. He's like, I think these are going to be inconsequential. It's like, well, you're right about that. <laughs> but i mean listen again here find out uh, being really inconsequential i'm not saying yeah these documents are gonna why i think they're larry i think they're gonna find out that these uh tend to, they're they're very inconsequential these documents he's talking a lot like kamala there I uh, yes say. <laughs> maybe jim and kamala can get together for some word maybe. salad yeah he was selling them. I'm not saying, I don't know if he was, you know, it was like a big swinging dick move. I think that's different than, um, you know, Pence having some documents in his house that he shouldn't have. Now, so this is saying that basically Trump was trying to do something with these documents, even though, mm. again, there's not one scintilla of evidence to show this, even from the people on the left. Right. Who are the insane people that are going after him? Even the people with the special prosecutors and all that, there is nothing that is claiming he tried to peddle any of this information to any other country or entity. No, no and there's also interesting how Gaffigan just completely uh, overlooks uh, Joey's cache of documents in his garage with his fucking Corvette. Well, that's different. He doesn't, you see, say, doesn't son, say a thing about that. He didn't say a thing about that, did he, Darren? Or did I did I miss that? Well, I think he that? kind no. of like put him in there with the uh, the documents that Pence had. Oh, it's totally different what they're doing because you know Trump. Yeah, yeah. Trump. These. I think you're going to find out these documents are inconsequential. 
It's like, dude, you have no fucking Indeed. clue what you're saying. <laughs> he has no idea. He has no idea. Yeah, he does need to team up with Kamala White Mike. I think yeah. that would be a great comedy special. <laughs> you know what? To be fair, <laughs> Kamala's bit would probably be funnier than Gaffigan's without her even yeah. knowing why. Yeah, they could both stand inside a Venn diagram. Do the act that way. I mean, you know Kamala loves a good Venn diagram. Oh, she loves it. Loves it. You know she does. Now, I mean, as long as we're in the Trump boat, we may as well pull in the guy that we always have to have on. Trump has made his lawyers file a 29-page document complaining about Joe Biden's coffee mug. Trump really hates this coffee mug. Trump is really aggrieved by this coffee mug. Trump's last thought before he dies might just be about this coffee mug. Trump made his lawyers put a picture of this coffee mug in their response to the government motion to keep him from taking the evidence produced in discovery and using it to try to get somebody to kill the witnesses or the prosecutors or the judge or the attorney general. It's some coffee mug. There'll be a hearing before Friday on the government's motion to keep Trump from giving all the evidence to the likes of Tom Fitton and Cash Patel and Sean Hannity. Also, Atlanta indictments due, but no earlier than Thursday. And Trump tries to bash Devin Archer, but calls him Kevin, and Kevin Archer was the co-founder of Dexie's Midnight Runners. And you know what the title of their only hit was, right? Come on, Eileen. Cannon. And I have been the victim of countless BS suspensions in my career, but nothing, nothing ever compares to the BS suspension the Baltimore Orioles have slapped on their play-by-play man, Kevin Brown. It is literally unbelievable. The Orioles' CEO, John Angelos, will win today's worst person in the world unanimously. All that I'm- I mean, I thought he should win, personally, Keith Olbermann. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about there. Any of that. I mean, is he, is, did he have a brain injury or something? That's always the guess with him. I mean, really? What, what is this coffee mug? He's, he's, I think there was something about. about the dark Brandon, you know, the mug, the whatever one that Biden had, I believe. I haven't followed this even close enough, but I thought it was everybody should be drinking every time he said coffee mug. Oh, it's a drinking game. Maybe because he just kept saying coffee mug, coffee mug, coffee mug. He did. And then what's this about Devin Archer was a founder of that band, Dexy's Midnight, whatever the fuck? Yeah, it's another That's bad joke, that, I think. is Yeah, uh, that guy isn't old enough to have founded that band. I saw him on television with Tucker. Yeah, I don't remember so, an Archer in Dexy's Midnight Runner, to be you honest. You would know. Yes, you would know. Although you don't know about Wink Martindale. And I've hope you've, I hope you've boned up on that since our last show. I have to yeah. do some more homework on Wink. I mean, I remember him from Joker, <laughs> Joker, Joker. I know, but you got to listen to a deck of cards. When he, it's it's just a great song. I got to, I got to find I that. I got to dig it up and send you a link. That's all. Shame on me. The Dexies, Midnight Runners. Yeah, who was the uh, founders when, um, let's see here. The with only singer songwriter co founder Kevin Rowland remaining in the band through all the transitions. Um, mm-hmm. Rowland and longstanding members Helen O'Hare on violin, Billy Adams on guitar. So I don't know. So this is another Keith Olbermann idiotic reach for a joke that fell flat as his own fucking face. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. what I didn't hear about the Orioles suspending their play by play guy. Well, you know, I wouldn't. 
<laughs> it's like, I don't know. I mean, but, you know, it's like, and he's mad about it. So that's the, like, yeah. okay, what did, what did he do? Uh, let's see. Can we find out here in real time what happened to the, uh, the dark Brandon coffee mug? Yeah. Joey did a video drinking from the mug saying, I like mine dark. I don't know what that all means, but I don't know. MLB broadcasters slam Orioles over suspension. So I guess other people are mad about this as well. Hmm. For comments that he made on the air last month. And, um, maybe again, let's see. It doesn't, does it really even say what uh, the reason was just, they're saying it was a horrendous decision. Hmm. Well, good for them. I don't care. <laughs> we don't care about Keith. Well, we do care about Keith, but he's great grist for our show. A consistent mine of, well, uh, of good material. Yeah. And again, this comes down to things like, well, I didn't hear Keith speaking out against the Oakland A's guy that got suspended for accidentally saying the N word when he meant to say Negro leagues museum. Mm. And it was a slip of the tongue, but that's enough to ruin your career. That's enough to put you off the air. It's not enough to say, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. I That was that's not what I meant to say. Uh, hmm. You know, I apologize, which in that case, I would say you're right to apologize. Say, hey, I said something wrong. It's just like a lot of times people you might you're trying to say something, you know, you're trying to say ship and you say shit. And it's like, oh, whoa, whoa. Sorry, kids. I didn't mean to say that, <laughs> you know, or say, oh, he's a lame duck. And you're always a lame fuck. Oh, kids. Sorry. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to say that whoops uh-huh yeah. it happens yeah. everybody's keith, done it was keith wearing his shawl collar alex rieger sweater it was hard to tell he was very close up today it was a different camera oh, angle it was very disturbing you could see the zits on his nose yeah. really like i tried not to look that closely <laughs> but it's it's the amount again trump derangement syndrome the amount that yeah. keith Olbermann is just totally engaged with anything that happens with Donald Trump. Mm. It's like, how does your life even go? I mean, he just, he, for a guy that has been fairly successful in doing the things he's done. Yeah. I don't get the bitterness. Although I don't get somebody was pointing that out the other day too, about meathead Rob Reiner. Yes. Like, you have so much to be happy about. Why are you constantly every day? like trying to give yourself a heart attack over a crap that you can have no control over. Well, I think that's a kind of a, you know, a hallmark of, uh, of the left. So many of them are just chronic malcontents, regardless of their level of success, a wealthy, I mean, Reiner's sick, fucking rich. He's not a billionaire. He must be close, very close, you know? So, uh, but so many of them are that way, right? They constantly are pissed off about something, right? Yeah. And I don't get it. Like, be happy. Like, for instance, you know, if I were, if I had Taylor Swift money, I would just be buying my own damn country rather than worrying about politics. Which country would you buy? Is Ireland for sale? Because I would probably (laughs) keep most of the people out. I'd be like, just okay, (laughs) but everybody's got to go. I'd be, I'd be like Dean Martin calling the cops on my own party. I'd be like, y'all got to (laughs) go. You got to go. It's a nice place, but I like the, the wide open spaces, not the, not the really dense cities. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you're having a lot of 
mover's remorse for being outside of LA now, right? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? My, my own prediction came true for once. I said, the only thing I'll miss is the weather. And that's pretty much it. You know, a couple of people, but we'll stay in touch. That's about it. Yeah. Don't miss LA. Yeah. All. I saw the white Sox pitcher. And again, I haven't watched a white Sox game in its entirety in probably four or five years now. But uh, Lance Lynn, who pitched for the White Sox, just got traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh-huh. And I was watching the interviews on A.J. Persinski's show because I like A.J. He was the catcher for the White Sox back when they won the World Series. And his shows are very entertaining because he's in the same I don't give a fuck attitude that we like to bring to Planet Rage. Good. And they had Lance Lynn on and he talked about having to find a house quickly in LA to get his wife and kids out there. And he's just like, and I tell you, it's a whole different price tag in LA. Oh yeah. AJ was of course like, well, you're, you know, you're really rich. He's like, yeah, but being rich doesn't help in LA. It's insane. Yeah. Like you would get like, yeah, it's like, this is not, uh, it's not sanity. And it's like, you need, I guess you need like a big, big raise. If you even want to be able to afford playing for the Dodgers. But what's the average uh, ball player make these days? You know, if there's such a thing, I think the minimum is up over a half a million now. So the minute you even hit the big leagues, nice. But the bigger contracts are still, I thought, uh, you know, maybe thirty, thirty-five million a year are the high end. Wow! Wow! Yeah, nice. That's the high end. The Taylor Swift range, but right. (laughs) like taylor's like i can make that in a week you poor little guys (laughs) that's why she doesn't need to go look for a rich guy she has got all the money she needs and she doesn't have to show up for batting practice either right so good for her yeah well that's all the white socks the all of them that have left are like there were no rules people were never held accountable for not showing up they weren't you know if you didn't show up for a meeting if you didn't show up for pitchers fielding practice no nothing was done and it's like, well, this is this explains why the team is in a shambles and not a cohesive team. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, Tim Anderson, I mean, I'm sure I'm a racist for saying so because he's the black guy on the White Sox. He got punched in the face by a uh, Dominican guy the other day from the Indians. And I thought that was great. It was the, it was the first time in and I watched a lot of baseball in my day. It was the first time I've ever seen a baseball fight start the way a hockey fight did, which the guy went into second base, didn't like the way he was tagged by the White Sox second baseman, got up, pointed at them. They said words and Tim Anderson threw his glove down and put his fists up like he was a 1950s boxer Hmm. and then got his ass knocked out. Wow. Which you have to look look for this clip. Yes. You have to look up the call. The Cleveland Indians radio broadcaster did a beautiful. And I have these things in baseball fights. You're never really expecting anybody to get hit. No. So the fact that the Indians announcer did his best Howard Cosell after (laughs) Tim Anderson took a right hook to the face and went down. He did the best. Anderson's down. Anderson's down. <laughs> I mean, it was like an amazing call. 
Wow. It's like that is that that's some professionalism there. So he didn't pull his jersey over his head and then beat the shit out of him under the shirt, or because that's no, hockey the, style, isn't it? Right, right. That's how you stop the fight very quick. <laughs> you try to undress each other. It turns very gay very fast. I don't know how. <laughs> but Anderson took a punch just in the right. You know, got got hit squarely wow. in the face, and the boom. And again, it's like this is. And the White Sox are way out of it, so it probably doesn't really matter. But they were showing him then trying to walk off the field. You know, the kind of the kind of walk you do after you've had about 12 beers. Mm. So I uh, think he got concussed. I think he got. So he, yeah. So this didn't knock him down. This really knocked him almost out. Uh-huh. Huh? Wow. Wow. Like, but hey, and he did this. You know, the guy did this with a with a right hook or yeah. what was it a jab? Well, yeah, right hook. I mean, it was a big flailing right hook. Yeah. He took it right to the side of the face and uh, mm-hmm. went down. Yeah. Tim Anderson, so, to add insult to injury, got, I think, twice the suspension. So mm-hmm. th- they're sh- showing that uh, he was the one that instigated. Yeah. yeah. You got to be careful when you're the ones that, like, throw your glove down and put your fists up. Like, let's go. Sure. And what was wrong with the tag? What did, you know, what was what was the problem with that? I there I guess there was mainly from the day before. Oh, this so this was a holdover grudge. This was a grudge thing. Yeah, he pushed one of the rookies from Cleveland off the bag and they were all pissed that MLB counted it as an out even though the instant replay showed that he was pushed off the bag. You're not supposed to push the guy off the bag. You can right. put the tag on him, but you're not supposed to push him off. And the other thing that AJ Prusinski pointed out quite well was that Tim Anderson did not come out and comment about this after the game. The White Sox manager did not come out and comment about this after the oh. game uh-huh. beyond saying, we'll let Major League Baseball handle it. Where the Indians manager, uh, Terry Francona, who I still wish the White Sox would have hired him when they had a chance to right after Ozzie Guillen left they would have probably won some championships because the managers they've hired Robin Ventura and beyond have been horrible. But Terry Francona is an old school guy. And they asked him, well, what did you think of uh, Ramirez's uh, left hook? And he's like, right hook. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So who was worse with the way I didn't see this fight thing, but I did see a clip of some dude he was uh, at bat, got beamed by a pitch, a wild pitch, and he went down like a rock, man, and it had a face full of blood, and I thought, gee, they, may, they may, might need to improve on those batting helmets a little bit. Did you see that one? No, but yeah, if you get yeah. hit in the helmet, it's okay, Holy but if you get shit. hit in the face, that's... Uh... Yeah, well, I think it didn't quite, you know, I, I don't, it looked to me like it was maybe part, you know, it's like that kind of ear protection thing that comes down on one side, and I think it was like maybe partially on the helmet, but some on his face too. And holy shit. I mean, those guys are throwing it, what, 90, 95 consistently. I thought, man, that's got to be worse than a fist. Well, yeah. And some of those, I mean, some of the pitchers now are over a hundred miles an hour. And are they really? Jeez. I mean, the worst thing is being a pitcher, this coming off the bat can be 115, 120 miles an hour. So they're in a very uh, precarious place right there. Yeah, they've got to switch to wiffle balls. That's next, Aaron. Sure. That would be more fun. You'd get a lot more movement on them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they want to go this, this route of the pitchers not using anything sticky. They don't want them throwing the, the spit balls or anything with the junk on it. But that would it still, 
it keeps yeah. the game a little bit safer because the pitchers need a little bit yeah. of an advantage. Mm-hmm. But Major League Baseball, they want the games to be fast and they want them to be high scoring. There you go. With plenty of injuries. Yes. Well, that that's the other problem with the White Sox. They've shown that uh, they're not good with injuries. Ever since they got rid of the one trainer, he retired, Herman Schneider. He was he was known for saving them millions every year because he kept people on the field. And he retired. And I think a lot of it now is just prima donna babies in sports and having agents that tell them, wait, 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 you got any little, you got a hangnail? Don't you play? That might get worse. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. And it's all just about the money. And it's all about the the individual rather than the team. And it's a bad, uh, it's a bad precedent to set. Now, that's uh, all we get these days are bad precedents, Darren. I know it's very few. <laughs> it is very yeah. few things you read and you're like, wow, that was good news. That was good mm-hmm. to hear. I mean, besides Taylor Swift taking care of her employees, like you don't see much. Now you have a couple clips from Scott and one called weak sauce. Is there a, a preference yes. on, and where, and where we go. I'm thinking we could go with um, maybe weeks off first and then end strong with Scott oh. on fire because he's really on fire. Well, he doesn't like the insanity of the left. No, he doesn't. The country is headed in the wrong direction. Senate. Rep- oh, this isn't this is I like the music here. Yeah, this what well, this is. This is from you know, Mitch McConnell and company. And, uh, you know, they, they hate, uh, orange man bad as much as, uh, Joey and, and the gang do. And so this is their answer for all like the, 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 the middle of the road people, the, the reasonable people, which is exactly how this country got as fucked up as it is now, because these are weak sauce rhinos and they make me puke as does this video. The country is headed in the wrong direction. Senate Republicans have solutions to get a America- stop. Wrong direction, it's circling the fucking drain, honey. Okay, this is way past wrong direction time, but continue. Back on track. We're ready to secure the border by restarting wall construction and ending the incentives that feed the crisis. We must protect our communities from the deadly flow of drugs and human trafficking. As Biden and Democrats bow to aggression from communist China, Senate Republicans are ready to strengthen America and hold China. Stop. Yes. Ready to strengthen America. You know, how? Get, get, right. Exactly. How? Right, 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 right. This is the usual bullshit that got us exactly where we are now. Yeah. It's the empty language. Rather than saying yeah, we have a plan right. where we'll we do this. Right. How about we'll, we'll have that wall up and, and, uh, and uh, with the, uh, you know, machine gunners on the top of it within, uh, you know, 15 days of, of, uh, of uh, inauguration day. But they better we, not have high capacity magazines. <laughs> well, they'll be shooting pea, pea shooters. Ah, good. But, you know, <laughs> every, everyone, everybody that to make it fair to the people that are trying to come in illegally, each officer will only get one bullet. So there's that. There you go. You know, so, and then the, the China thing. Oh, please. You know, again, just soft bullshit language. It's so repulsive. China accountable. We must control our supply chain. Stop China from spying and stealing and ban China from purchasing American farmland. Stop. Yeah. Then they show a picture of that stupid balloon as if that's right. the, our, our biggest worry about China. I mean, they fucking own us. 
you know, and they've already, what are you going to do? Are you going to take back the farmland, the millions of acres they've already bought of farmland? What about that? No. Well, there's, it's beyond China. As mentioned earlier, the Saudis are buying up a lot of land Mm -hmm. in the United States. And yeah, yeah, this, the concept that the balloon had some sophisticated kind of sensors or anything that were able to get very, very complex information back to China. It's like, you do know these things called satellites exist, right? Exactly. Really? And maybe they don't. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they don't. Well, Mitch, I, I doubt that Mitch knows about those things. Chinless Mitch. No. The turtle. And with Americans struggling to afford Biden's economy, Senate Republicans are committed to making life more affordable for every American. That means spending less, reducing the stranglehold of Washington bureaucrats. Stop reducing. There you go. There's another elastic word. Not removing, reducing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, they just make me puke. And, and you think about who all these people are. You got chinless Mitch. There's actually, did you, did you know, this is from the, this is from the Republican Senate committee. That's the, uh, that's who the paid brain for trust this. Behind, that's who paid for the Republican Senate committee, which includes chinless Mitch. There's actually a guy, if anybody needed a, a name change, there's a dude, a Senator from Idaho. His name, I'd never heard this before. His name is Mike Crapo. <laughs> And it's and it's spelled like it sounds. C R A P O. Really? Hey, it's Mike, Mike Crapo. Crapo in the morning here, everybody. <laughs> Mike Crapo. And then you got uh, you know Lion Ted Cruz, who uh, you know who who helped pre-convict the uh, J six people by calling it an insurrection when others didn't. Um, you've got uh, Lindsey. I will blow Zelensky in Macy's window. Graham. He's in on this. Uh, Lisa Murkowski. Right. She, she reports directly to Pelosi, I think. Um, Tim Scott. Duh. Um, it's just it, what a group of idiots. It's pathetic. Well, they're afraid Trump's going to win. And but they can't. Oh, win. yeah. They don't want the Democrats, allegedly. So what do you do? What do you do? Stranglehold yeah. of Washington bureaucrats and unleashing American energy. Unleashing Join Senate Republicans uh-huh. as we work to get America back on track. See, they're so they are so chicken shit. They don't. She don't. They lack the balls to say, "How about cranking up those pipelines again and drill, baby, drill?" No, unleashing. What does that mean? That could that could mean more solar, more wind. Unleashing my ass. I, these people make me vomit. Well, yeah, because they're not saying we're going to back down and we're going to get no. rid of what Joe Biden's been doing. No, 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 no. It's because they're all in on it. They're all in on it together. Yes, they are. You are so right. Yes, this, it is the swamp. There's yeah. no question. It's the swamp. Yeah. Well, it's a one world government kind of thing, too, with the climate mm-hmm. change. Yeah. And it's all so much of bullshit, which, yes. I mean, feeds very nicely into the Scott Lobito thing, because the it concept. Does. Yes. Of, oh, no, this is the hottest we've ever had. We've never seen this before. It's bullshit. Of course it is. And this concept like, well, no, no, if we could only do this, we will be able to make this kind of a change. These mm-hmm. people still don't know what the weather's going to be tomorrow. Oh. They can't accurately tell you what the weather's going to be tomorrow, but you know this is happening. No question mm-hmm. about it. Nope. I barely got out of high school with a diploma, and I'm the smartest motherfucker in the room. I'm just listening to the news right now, the media, and they just said that 
It has been the hottest, longest heat wave in Death Valley in 94 years. <laughs> Think about what I'm saying. You fucking stupid assholes. We need to save. I know. What does he really think? I wish he would just let go every now and then. He's got to stop sugarcoating his rhetoric. Uh-huh. You fucking stupid assholes. What are you thinking? Oh, oh. If you think this is hot, wait till you hear the next clip. He's getting, he's getting, he's getting good. He's cranking up. I still want to see the cage match, though. Him and uh, Keith Olbermann. That would be oh, awesome. It would be. Yeah. The world and the earth. Oh, love me. Someone love me. You assholes. 94 years ago, it was hotter. Before we had all of these cars and all of these factories. You see? It's called climate change. I agree with that. See this big ball of fire in the sky called the sun. Once a month, she gets a deal. Sorry, ladies. She gets a little pissy. She throws some heat. Then maybe she throws a cold shoulder. It's called climate change. So you fucking little Hansel and Gretel chick that fucking four-star generals and world leaders are listening to. Oh, my God. Al Gore. Fuck off, you jerk off. And Mr. fucking Frankenstein. How much Botox can you get, Mr. Kerry, on getting it on your private fucking jet flying all over the place, telling me I can't drive my SUV because the sky is falling? You're a jerk-off. And all of you who think like this are jerk-offs. You're jerk-offs. You're the stupidest fucking knuckle-dragging jerk-offs in the world. Just want to be loved and pull this full fake fucking world is ending bullshit. It was hotter 94 years ago. Suck it, hobos. <laughs> against the hobos exactly but this is i mean the the reality is if you would kind of think about it if you're putting a bunch of pollution into the air that would be blocking the sun which means the planet should be cooling in theory it would yeah but no no we're gonna start putting stuff into the air maybe isn't that what they were saying lately like oh no we're gonna actually do this intentionally and i'm like wait Mm. so you have a plan Even though we've heard how horrible it is that man exists and put crap into the air and that's killing the planet. Your plan is now to intentionally create shit to put into the atmosphere to save the planet. Like, wouldn't that be way worse than anything you're doing unintentionally that you're intentionally going and trying to fuck with the climate? Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes sense. Scott Lobito should totally run for something. I vote for him. <laughs> I mean, the the debates would at least be a whole lot of fun. They get good ratings. That's for damn sure. I mean, Joe Biden can't debate anybody right now. But just imagine like Scott Lobito with AOC. And that would just be like, hey, hey, listen, cupcake. It's like, whoa. That way, that, maybe that would be you with AOC. Yeah, I'm the cupcake guy. I haven't heard uh, Scott use that, but he, he probably will. Okay, now, okay, here we need, uh, we now need a t shirt with your photo on it, or we could do an artistic rendering with I'm the cupcake guy. That would, that would be, that would go over well. I mean, I think we need some merch. We need some good merch. People can wear that up and down the street. And people are like, what's that all about? 
Yeah, the uh, did you go absolutely right? <laughs> Al Gore, a genius of scams. He and a grifter. Oh God, yeah, yes, he is. I mean, really, Hunter so, Biden is nothing on Al Gore. Not, nothing. No, he'd he'd learn a lot from Al because I don't think uh, Hunter's net worth is anywhere near what Gore's is. Not even close. And he's not applauded for the crap that he says. And come, oh, Al Gore, save us! Yes, because the planet's got a temperature and it's going to end if we don't. Do- and it's funny that we're passing all of these days, as was pointed out oh, yeah. before. But if we don't do something by this date, the world's going to end. Well, we we missed that date. So, uh, yeah, it's like the who does? Is it the Jehovah's Witnesses? I think they keep uh, predicting the world's end and then moving the date. Oh, wasn't this time. <laughs> right. Next time. Another five years. Oh, we <laughs> misinterpreted the writing. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It'll happen again. And the world, again, being a place that is. Uh, not able to be coordinated off nobody ever wants to answer and i get it it's a little bit of what about ism and you're like well if this guy's gonna do this why should we do this but right it's a viable question mm-hmm. when you're killing your economy and going well what are india and china doing what are they doing they're making a lot of goods and putting a lot of crap into the air and they don't care mm-hmm. But we have to we have to stop everything so China and India can make everything that we need, do That's our right. polluting for us. But we can feel better about. Well, we're yeah. not at least we're not polluting the environment. Yeah, we're doing our part. <laughs> uh-huh. Not really. All it is is about moving money from somebody else's pocket into somebody else's pocket. That's tap and trade, baby. Mario. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. That's all it's about is redistribution of wealth. Never been about anything else. The concept and the lies are the, the funniest stuff. If it wasn't so sad that, oh, yes. we're, we're the hottest it's ever been. It's like, but that's just simply not true. No. But it's just like CNN letting the DC cop come in and say, well, Trump knew that they were armed. It's like, no, he didn't. And they weren't. So it's kind like of a yeah. double lie double lie yeah doesn't matter that's the world we get now nobody's gonna challenge him except us we do god damn it that's why people come to planet rage yes and since we missed monday this is even better scott with a happy monday clip yeah you fucking cunts oh whoa 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 <laughs> I, I i warned you i told you he was coming in hot i told you he's like okay i've had enough how is this even possible but i will uh let's run that again i just want to make sure i heard what i heard you fucking cunts you america hating americans see you cunts would be happy if they came and destroyed, whether it's nuclear or blowing us up or whatever diseases, <clears throat> and killed your children, your grandchildren, everything you went to school for, everything you live for is gone. And you'll be happy as long as Orange Man is in jail. Orange Man bad. Mean Tweet Man Trump bad. Get him. You see that this is you, you cunts faults. I don't care if when this shit hits the fan, 
You cunts aren't gonna last 24 hours. Oh, me? I'm a fucking survivalist. I'm a smart motherfucker. I know what's going on. I'm prepared. So are about a hundred million other fucking smart people. And all you fucking cunts that caused this are gonna perish. And you'll be laughing when the shit comes, but when you're gone, us motherfuckers will be laughing. And I don't give a fuck if you're my friend or even a family member. You're not on my side when this shit hits the fan. You're fucked. Happy Monday. Yeah, it's all okay. <laughs> happy Monday in New York City. Yeah, happy Monday. <laughs> I got to say, that's a new high water mark for Scott. I've never heard him that uh, that amped up. Have you? No, and he's well, he's drawn the line. I mean, we've heard a little bit of a hint towards that before, which was, I don't care if you're friends, I don't care if you're family, if you're not getting this. Yeah. He's getting annoyed with, I don't understand how you wouldn't, as the stuff continues to, however you want to describe it, it get deeper, get more, you know, keep piling up. This is yeah. not like a one little thing here and there. It's like, this is a situation in this country that is obviously getting worse and worse mm-hmm. and worse. There's a lot of concurrent scams going on between the orange man, bad, the climate change stuff, all of this with the racism is running rampant in this country. It's like, no, it's running rampant through the people that want to push the buttons, which is why going yeah. back to the George Floyd meme, it's like, I still want to know who created that because does it really not occur to people like if, if if it turns out that somebody some agent provocateur created mm-hmm. that it's like do you not see what's happening do you not see how social media is being used to mm-hmm. pit people against each other because we all know if we're fighting then you are not paying that close of attention to what's going on in washington or in you know in the case of individual cities you don't really pay what's attention to what's going on in the governor's mansion or the mayor's mansion sure and uh, I think Scott's anger is uh, at least it's being pushed towards the right place. Yes. <laughs> we love that guy's, uh, his enthusiasm, his sure. vigor, <laughs> his vigor, yes. his vigor and his vitriol, all those V words. <laughs> now, now I will tell you if there was ever, I mean, I know you only did the one interview with the late, great John McAfee, but if there was ever, a follow-up oh. needed. It would be you and Scott Lobido. I've, uh, I hate the term reach to reach out. That, yeah, it just bugs me. I've emailed him several times, but uh, haven't uh, heard back from him. But if, if anyone knows Scott, uh, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah. Tell him all about Larry fucking Larry and why yeah. Yeah. he should listen to uh, yes. that Larry show and then come on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So <laughs> tell him he is we'll a, he's tell him he's a rage favorite. He is. I wonder if somebody's let him know that uh, he's a staple on our show. And while we we, we play Scott uh, for our enjoyment and entertainment, and we play uh, his uh, his uh, one eighty opposite uh, Olbermann to right. as a target and someone to abuse. Yeah, we so got to like be perfect. able to show both sides of that coin. Yes, yes, that makes sense. So a fair and balanced right <laughs> that's what the old fox news used to be i don't think the new fox news is all that no. much no yeah but remember i mean that was the other thing in keith's audio that we didn't even mention that he seemed afraid that some of this stuff was going to go to the sean hannity's and uh yeah it's like well 
uh, if it's evidence, why shouldn't, you know, again, journalists used to be able to break these kind of stories and it didn't matter which side you were on. Now and again, this, everything is so biased. I don't understand how people don't get that watching MSNBC 24 hours a day, you're getting nothing but left-wing propaganda watching something like, and I don't even know because I do not watch Newsmax, but I'm guessing Newsmax is the other side of that coin from what I've heard that it's very right wing. And no matter what, you're never going to say anything against the conservatives. So it's, you got to find something that actually will speak truth rather than throw propaganda. But I guess that's that not, right here, folks, right here. Yeah. Right <laughs> here on planet rage. Now I've got one more clip here before we get into our donation segment. All right. And this one, because we had been talking about sports, so much i thought this was a funny clip because this is, this is going into the baseball world again but not really but it is a baseball player joey vado it was one of the few guys again i haven't really watched recently but he seems like a stand-up guy always seemed to uh do the right thing if you will even when he was on the injured list which is what you have to call the DL now. They don't, it can't be the doesn't, you know, because that was disabled list because that was bad. Okay. That was, that's when I knew baseball was going totally down the shitter. Yeah, yeah. When they changed DL to IL and it's like, what, they're all going to Illinois. I just see IL, <laughs> I think Illinois. It's like, well, no, no, it's the injured list because disabled has a negative connotation to it. Yeah, yeah. And there was one of the games, even though he was on the disabled list, We'll call it that because that's what it is that he was in Cincinnati and he spent like the first, I forget how many innings. It might've been like the first six innings of a game walking around the stadium, talking to fans, taking photos, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's rare. Most of these guys don't want to get anywhere near the fans. And sure. And it's like, well, also, I mean, I guess it it takes a little bit of guts that there's not a lot of people that hate you in this, in the crowd or anything. Cause you know, you'll get beer thrown on you or something today. And, but this was an obviously a bit, but I appreciated the fact that, uh, he could bring the rage and there's no question in my mind at this point that when his career is done, he's going to have to go into some kind of broadcasting because he's just too talented. Well, Brad, Joey, listen, the team, will they need to make a move to show the clubhouse and the guys in that locker room how important it is and how much they believe in you? Will the front office need to make a big trade and fortify the team in the next six days to show confidence with the guys? What's your take on that? I'm not sure. I don't work in the front office. Funny, you're funny today. You're sharp as attack. Um, so it's you and me. We'll get a lot sharp going. Sharp as attack. Hey, sharp as attack. Sharp as attack. Sharp as attack. You're sharp as attack. Yes, sharp as attack. I got something Did to say. You think? I got something to say to you. I got something to say to you. One. A couple yeah. of months ago, you said that Zach Greinke and I are a hall of very good ball players. I think Zach and I would agree. You may be right, but I get the gist of what's going on here. I know what you're doing. You're looking down on us. A couple small market. 
Midwest ball players just because we're not big city just like you Mr. New York City Sirius XM radio star Mr. National Television ESPN star with your Fifth Avenue ties and your crisp pocket squares your tailored suits and your polished shoes and your hair your perfectly coiffed Broadway hair must be nice to sit atop that Madison Avenue ivory tower looking down on us with those luscious locks not everyone can be the next Roger Peckinpah, Mad Dog. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're a disgrace. I like that. Number two. <laughs> right? I like that. I mean, this, there was no script here or anything. So, I mean, he obviously had to practice this one a few times. Sure he did. <laughs> yeah. It sounded, almost sounded like it's something from World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking, too. Build, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> which were, there was some great, oh, back in the early 80s. Oh, yeah. Before they made them change it from the WWF because it was the World Wildlife Foundation. Like anybody was going to mistake the two different organizations. That dumb. Yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, the best. Yeah. Early Hulkster. Mm -hmm. The Iron Iron Sheik. Sheik. The Mad Dog. (laughs) Right. Oh, man. Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, it was great. Classy Freddie Blassie. Uh Uh-huh. That was all good. There was stuff. the, The interviews were always some of the yeah. best things you'd ever see sure rick flair mean gene was dynamite oh mean gene okerlin oh man yeah oh captain lou alban i remember captain lou oh i could how could you forget my <laughs> the second date i ever took my wife on is somebody i got uh, like front row seats for a, a, a big match at madison square garden <clears throat> and i took her to that and she said i really was rethinking uh, the whole <laughs> <laughs> rightfully so like, what, do you, what do you mean you don't like this what's the matter with you was there some kind of, was this some kind of a test uh, what was this all about <laughs> maybe it was i don't know <laughs> you like want to see how this chick does yeah. uh how are you going to react deals, to this right how's she going to deal with adversity adversity here we go for this is for better or worse here's the worst part uh-huh. how's it going <laughs> he's thinking uh, maybe we'll go to a nice broadway show a nice dinner yeah, yeah. And some sweaty guys getting thrown in her lap. I mean, that's the throwing throwing chairs around. Yeah, (laughs) it's a different kind of entertainment. But I mean, it's a very, it's you know, very highly skilled entertainment for people that just absolutely is. I mean, people don't realize those guys are athletes. There's there's no doubt about that. They really are. You know, but yeah, athletes mixed with actors. Oh, Moose. Moose is telling us we got to move it along. That's Moose. I don't know what's getting him, but something, yeah, something just spooked him here. Yeah. Something, in the, something in the area, no doubt about it. The watchdog. Yeah. Is he having a good trip? Is he having fun? He's, he's doing okay. Yeah. He's having a, he's, he's good. You know, as long as he's with us, he's a very, he's a pack animal. You know, when he gets separated from his pack, he's not a happy dog, but when he's in, in the, uh, in the crowd, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, especially on the nice long road trip you want to have yeah yes now we are a value for value show which i mean some people forget but not everybody which means we Mm -hmm. put the shows out there they're not behind a paywall you get to decide if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever and if so you can put a number on it and get it to us monetarily or if you have the whole uh, time talent treasure thing that adam curry has espoused there's Mm -hmm. always different ways to help the show out including just telling a few thousand people about the show that always helps but monetarily helps as well so we can keep the microphone sounding good and all the hosting bills paid and all of that that's exactly right moose now sorry about that. no problem coming in first today 
and this was just because I didn't get to the post office and it came in last Monday, but this was a, a paper check with a note here from our buddy, mm. Brian Janak. Ah, oh, Brian. Thank you, sir. In beautiful uh, Wisconsin. He says long overdue donation. He came in uh, for this show and for grumpy old Ben's and he did the show number donation. So $88. I mean, we're on 89 today, but I, you know, if I would have gotten to the post office just a little earlier, <laughs> how cool. Thank you, Brian. It is very much appreciated. And if you think about that, if you've been listening to the show all the way through, that's a dollar an episode. That's a bargain. Where else can you get this kind of entertainment at $1 an episode? Nowhere. Not with Keith Olbermann. You can't. No. So thank you, Brian. We appreciate it. And then coming in the Steve, otherwise known as the Baron of BNA or Banstra. I think he goes by, but not Bandrew, not related. Right. He came in with $50 and said, oh, thank you, Steve. Now that I'm in my mid fifties and in the get off my lawn phase of life. So happy to have found planet rage, rage on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's this. I, maybe is this the, is this our demographic? Is it like a bunch of 50 year old guys are like, ah, fuck these people. I'll take it. Yes, they, they are. I mean, again, if you want to talk about being in a pack, that would be our, that would yeah. be our pack. Works for me. Then Terrence D rudder. I hope I'm getting that right. Okay. Came in with $20. No note. Very much appreciated. Nice. Thank you, Terrence and Steve. And Kevin Seifert coming in with his $5 a month donation. Thank you, Kevin. And now we've got the boostograms, including oh uh, Dale Jr., who came in with two twenty thousand Satoshi donations. So that's like 12 bucks. And then he was also streaming sats while listening to it, which. Cool is always very much appreciated. The first note said, I remember all the way back in the last decade, we would have a stretch of 15 plus days of a hundred degrees or more in Southeast Kansas. Two years ago, not one day broke the century mark. We also had days up to 114 in the late eighties. People sure have gotten a case of short-term memory loss. Keep raging. Man, he is so right. Thank you, Dale Jr. This is why it's important to have history that is kept intact and not like oh no we've never had these like well yeah you can go back and see sure of course of course and the uh, second note says don geronimo was a dj in the 80s at wls i don't see that maybe is where i remember oh. the name i'll bet it is that's big stick wls yeah, yeah. well that was what the fifty thousand watt powerhouse mm-hmm. or whatever wls is yeah and he had a later he said had a nationally broadcast afternoon show called don and mike but now saying somebody looked like Barbie or a cheerleader, that will get you fired, which is almost bad. That's uh, not nice. That's bad. Uh-huh. It's almost like liking a meme on Instagram. Almost. <laughs> if you're employed by anybody that's not yourself right now and you like a meme or say the wrong thing, you will be fired if you don't start standing yeah. up against all of the, the wokitude. Take a lesson from Neo. Yes. And our buddy CSB came in with 15,033 Satoshis. Thank you, CSB. Howdy, tall leprechauns, Darren and Larry. Please invite your audience to visit my cartoons without baboons. (laughs) Wait, wait, you can draw some baboons if you want to. Sure. www.csb.lol. Ray John. Yo. And the big news. The big news this week is that CSB is 
he's a bit addicted to sending in his DNA to companies. And that's a bad idea, CSB, but I guess once you do it to one, you may as well send them to all of them. I guess. But he sent it in now to an Israeli firm. Hmm. And for the first time ever, this test said he was like 5.6, 5.8% Celtic. So he is our Celtic brother now as well. Good Lord. Yeah, but now which one do you trust? The other ones didn't say that, did they? No, so they did you've not. Got di- you've got a discrepancy. How are you going to settle that? Yeah, he did 23 and me and whatever the yeah. other one was. And now this Israeli one and different results, which is why. Yeah, so I'm very an, intrigued now by all of these tests, whether they're all, all bullshit. Right. Here's another science you cannot trust. Uh huh. Does it just spin the wheel of DNA when they come I'll in bet. as far as what it yeah. comes out? Yeah, Pat Sajak. I know. It's like, what's going on here? Which one can you trust, if any? I mean, mm. the real thing is what you want to do, CSB, since you've done this already, send in another test to all of them. And see if they match. Just do it under a different name or something. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be curious to know if it actually picks up the same stuff. Yeah. Our buddy Lavish came in with 12,345. So the one, two, three, four, five boost. Thank you, Lavish. And the boost says, well, it's a boostogram. It says Larry, 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 Larry. I counted 54 times. It just says Larry. So I don't know what Lavish was trying, or maybe he was imbibing or whatever. I like it. But the the boost just keeps saying Larry 54 times. I was hoping it would be like 33 times or something like that. So it could be like the Larry, you know, number station kind of a thing. Yeah. Trying to figure out the message behind it. Lavish is in the troll room. He does that show with Boobery, the Mothman of the Miniocalypse behind the squeams. Mm -hmm. Fine show it is. Well, you've been on that show as well, haven't you? I have. Always had a ball. It's always good listening. Good old boobery. I saw them the other day. They were on Nick the Rat, so they had the video. Oh. And somebody had to tell Lavish that you you can move the camera because anything that was under his mustache never made the never made the broadcast. So it looked like Wilson from uh, the Home Improvement <laughs> Show years and years ago, like just looking over the fence. Mm-hmm. And I thought Boobery kind of looked like Hawkeye Pierce if he gained like a few pounds and grew a big full beard. Okay. Which isn't a bad way to go. No. And it looks like a couple of boostograms came in during the show here. And I hate now that uh, the the Get Albi does not show the original amount. So what, I, what I'm seeing is 32,672 sats more from Lavish. But I'm guessing that was a 33, at least a 33,000 or a 33,333. But gotcha. for some reason, they're not showing that. I don't get it. Hmm. But he, the message on that one was root canal karma. And that is appreciated. Yeah. And I'm glad that's not feeling sore or anything yet. Although I think the last time it took until later that night or, or the next day for that to feel. And I did. Right before doing the show here, I did take a couple of Tylenol, Tylenol knowing that the thing was going to wear off. And uh, what about the Telemore do medication? Well, see, now the problem, I have to warm it up then because otherwise that top tooth goes, whoa, too cold, too oh, cold. I get it. I get it. Yeah. 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 Yes. And that is, yeah, it was a 33333. So thank you, sir. Omaha. And thank you, Lavish. Thank you. Yes. And then how do we get Scott? That is the question coming in from a white mic. Who that says thirty three oh two, but I'm guessing that was a thirty three thirty three as well. Sure. 
Now, uh, Pfeiffer says, okay, Saturn.fly, I'll try that one out again to see all the Satoshis coming in. And then people are going to start asking you, Larry, where's your Get Albi account? When can we start boosting that you know, Larry show? Last time, last time I promised you uh, that you very, very generously said you would, you know, hold my hand and help me set this thing up, uh, which means you really shoulder 99.9% of it because I am the unben. And then uh, this whole trip south sort of swept me up in it. And, you know, here I'm back at square one again. So what I'm hoping for, I'm going to be out here on the road for at least another week. So maybe a week, two weeks, and I can get back and get on that. So there's your answer. Yeah, it'll get done. Don't you worry about it. And in the meantime, yeah, yeah. there's a P.O. box, although the P.O. box, I'm assuming, has moved now from. Uh, do you have a new one yet? I, you know what I do and I, God damn it, I can't remember it. So you'll have to tune into my next episode, which will drop either tomorrow or Thursday. And in that, I promise I will reveal my new PO box address. Now, does the old one get forwarded for a certain amount of time? It's supposed to, but we're talking about the postal service Uh here, Darren. So, you know, there might be a Cadillac waiting parked outside (laughs) that post office in Tarzana with my name on it and I'll never see it. Hell yeah. Who knows? Yeah, and I'm still waiting to get my money back from PayPal from a uh, package that was lost via the post office like a month and a half ago. They they take their go. damn sweet time to figure this mm-hmm. one out because mm-hmm. the post yeah. office has no idea what they're doing. I mean, they know what yeah. they're doing, but they just don't care to do the job well. Yeah, it's not a fun job. So, in fact, whatever happened to that old phrase going postal, that seems to have gone the way of whatever obsolete well yeah because now it's it's a a government job you don't have to work too hard you get paid a lot you have full benefits you can sleep on the job why would anybody ever get pissed and shoot people maybe yeah it's a great job if you can get it yeah but we thank everybody for supporting the show if you'd like to do do so planetrage.show slash donate is where you need to go we appreciate that and everybody listening live including the one and only lavish and net ned and digi guru and the white mike and every Pfeiffer, the Reverend Doctor, and Sir Omaha <laughs> over in the troll room that we yes. uh, borrow, not steal, from the No Agenda program when we do the shows live. And I know we, I think I actually did the lit tag today, so that's good. We let people know we were coming on, even though it was cool a day late. And uh, but the dedication after dental surgery, I mean, that was a, a dentist, really? and after being on the road and in a yeah. motel or hotel and. In Mississippi, I mean, there are probably gunshots going outside, right outside that hotel right now. Could be. I mean, you have proved your mettle as a uh, as a trooper, Darren, for sure. And look what I've survived. And here we are, because we love our listeners. We do. Well, some more than others, let's be honest. <laughs> but do you have anything? I mean, is there a, another uh, That Larry Show in the can for this week? Or are you no, no, a- I got to I got to hurriedly put that together to have excuse me to have something to do with being on the well there that's the one beautiful thing Uh, about being on the road is there's always a story there's always a story and uh but uh, you know until that drops don't miss last week's if you have uh patriot mine missiles you know if you go to that larryshow.com it's worth it just to see the thumbnail this one's getting a lot of accolades have a look yeah it's all about hating commies it is yes and so. I'm, I'm guessing the uh, random thoughts this week, although I'm not 100% sure, will probably have something to do with the White Sox going woke and going very, very broke, at least when it comes to where they are in the standings. Yes. Because that story has been way too much fun 
the guys on the the sports show were like, you know, we've been talking about this team way too much for a team that's 25 games under 500. <laughs> and it's because of the drama and it's because yeah. of the usual Chicago way, which is, you know, the team owners are clueless and refuse to do what needs to be done. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying any of it was a diversity hire, but Kenny Williams was one of the first black GMs. And now he's the president of the White Sox, and he's just never been good at doing his job. But I mean, you can't fire him because then it's like, oh, wow, that's racist. Uh-oh. It's an interesting thing. And Jerry Reinsdorf, 87 years old, I think he is now. He can't last much longer. But it'll be interesting to see uh, where that goes. And I think it's an interesting story. And I think it is a cautionary tale as long and also digging into the whole NASCAR thing. It's the, it's the sports and wokeness maybe would be the overall theme coming up unless something else totally changes between now and then, which is always very possible. Well, it's always a fantastic list and I never miss an episode. Random thoughts. D U M B dot com. You got to spell it funny to find the show. You got to Neil. And then don't forget to follow Larry on Twitter. Now to that Larry show, the number two, and then go to that Larry And then there's going to be some good photos of trucks, I guess. Yes. <laughs> you just survive that road trip. You'll be happy. Yes. With that said, we plan on being back at the same time next week on Monday. Is that? Yeah. I'll be in another hotel, probably in Nashville next week. So, oh, well, that should be fun to sink. <laughs> same one where I broke the sink. Oh, so there. <laughs> well, it depends. Well, there, there might be a bill on your pillow rather than be. some chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like, we remember you. Yeah. Hey, you got to tune in to find out. But until then, for the one and only Larry Blydner, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world, don't shit.